woman in that video, her name's Mary. The woman's name is Mary. I love Mary's story because it reminds us of that truth. We, we love because he first loved us. We, we're able to give because God has first given so much to us. In fact, we're not always conscious of the fact, but the reason that we love to give is because God made us like himself. And he's a God who loves to give and to give and to give. In fact, that's really what we remember during this season, right? Is that uh, we love because he first loved us. God gave what was actually most valuable to him, to us. He gave us his son, Jesus. Uh, As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Or as the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 5, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In fact, that tradition of, of giving and receiving gifts, that's where it comes from. Right? It's, that, it's that reminder on Christmas morning that uh, as we give gifts and as we receive gifts, we do so because God has given first to us. And uh, I'm not ashamed to tell you that I love that tradition. Right? I, I like uh, looking for a really good gift to give to someone. I like uh, finding that perfect gift and giving it away. I like getting gifts that I really wanted. I, I really enjoy that tradition. Now, now um, at, at risk of uh, maybe putting some of you parents on the spot, I realize that some of you kids didn't get a chance to speak up earlier, and so I want you to give me just a little bit of feedback, and I want you to tell me uh, what would be the perfect gift for you, right? Um, maybe you'll, you'll get it from mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or Santa, but maybe not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not certain that you will, but I just want to know what are the hot items for kids right now? If you could get a perfect gift... This Christmas, any kids, raise your hand. What would be the perfect gift for you? Okay, that hand up went really, really fast. Okay, yeah. I really want a ripstick. She really wants a ripstick. That's a great idea. I fell off of one of those. You be careful. Well, I actually want a transformer pack with all the transformers. A transformer pack with all the transformers. Okay, anybody else? Okay, we got another one back here. Yeah. Perfect gift. Legos. (laughs) Always... A winner. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Turtle. <laughs> Turtle. Two monster trucks with guns. Two monster trucks with guns. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna, hold on. I know there's more over here too, but I want to give the other side, you know, their their fair shake as well. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, Ninjago. Ninjas are always good too. Okay. Yes. What you want? A karaoke machine. A karaoke machine. Okay, just don't let your dad on that, please. Roller skates. Roller skates. That's a good idea. Okay, who else? Anybody over here? Yes, ma'am. iTunes gift card. (laughs) Or cash. All right, okay. Let me just get a couple more. Yeah. A hockey stick. Come on, right here. Best sport ever, buddy. Right there. Hockey stick. Shopkins. Shopkins, good choice. We have one more? Yeah. An iPad with the keyboard. (laughs) Work on that raise, Jason. So, you know, I I actually asked some of my adult friends as well about their best Christmas gift ever. You know, it was interesting was that uh, almost all of them referred back to a toy that they got. 
Uh, actually, I had two ladies say that it, uh, they, they got a Cabbage Patch doll, and that was the best gift ever. Actually, both said the same thing, a red-haired Cabbage Patch doll. And one of these ladies, a good friend of mine, she didn't get hers till she was 18 years old. And she still said when she got it, she cried. Right? And then uh, another buddy of mine, Jeff Wythe, is out here somewhere. He, got, he, he said he got a Stingray Schwinn Stingray bicycle. I'm like, oh man, remember that kind of had the shifter right in the, the center there? There was a kid in my neighborhood who got one of those, and he was, he was the man when he got that bike. Um, somebody else, uh, another friend said that their dad got them a, a Commodore 64 computer. <laughs> and if, if that's funny to you, I, I know how old you are. And then he went on to say that, you know, for, for, for hour after hour, day after day, all year long, he had so much fun programming in basic. It's like, okay, so you didn't really want a bike, right? You just, that's a different, that's a different kid. Um, somebody, uh, oh yeah, a lot of Legos. Other adults said Legos. And then one kid uh, got, best gift ever, got a, a puppy. I know, and right now my kids are looking at each other going, Dad, never going to a puppy, right? They're not going to get one either. But um, you'll get other things, right? <laughs> Best gift ever. Uh, interestingly, uh, I added another question to it, and I said, well, um, was it because it was something you wanted or needed? It's always because it was something that uh, I wanted, not that I needed, in fact. And I thought back about my best Christmas gifts. Here are my top three, right? Evil Knievel, motorcycle, slot cars, and a Red Rider BB gun, none of which I needed. I did not need these things. Sorry, kids, but you don't. You don't, I mean, toys, you don't, you don't need these things, but I wanted these things, but I didn't need them. But my mom is a very practical person, and so she always wanted to make sure we had lots of stuff under the tree, and so she would put needs under the tree. She gave us every Christmas, she would wrap up socks and underwear, right? And make us under, unwrap socks and underwear. But I didn't, I didn't want those things at all, you know, I, but I'd unwrap them and I'd act like I was thankful. I'm like, okay, let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> but the things that I really enjoyed the most were just the things uh, that I wanted. And it made me think as we, as I was thinking about Christmas and that it is a reminder that God has given so much to us. And as a result, we can give in return Probably the very best gifts are the ones that we both want and need, right? The really, really great gifts are the ones that we, we want them, but we also need them. And, and it, it reminded me that, you know, sometimes we, uh, we actually want a lot of stuff that we don't need, like toys, and we get confused in defining things that are wants and needs. Um, again, you know, kids, you don't need the toys, but I don't want to just throw kids under the bus because dads, you know, we're still in the same boat, right? We still want toys. Our toys are just so big and expensive. They don't fit under the tree. But really, what, we, what do we want for Christmas? You know, my son actually showed me a new kind of slot car where it's not in slots. It actually changes lanes and stuff. I, was, I mean, inside, I was like, I want that. I would love that. That would be so cool if my parents got that for me for Christmas or even if my kids got that for me for Christmas. We want stuff that we don't really need. We want stuff sometimes that's actually not even good for us. We don't, we don't need the fourth bowl of ice cream. In fact, the fourth bowl of ice cream is probably going to make us sick. We don't need that. Sometimes we want things more than we want people. I have a really close friend, and uh, one Christmas, uh, as Christmas was uh, coming, his kids just happened to get in a particularly greedy mode, and his wife and uh, he and his wife were 
wrapping the presents on Christmas Eve. They're sitting around, they're talking, and they're looking at one another saying, what are we doing? We're, we're basically, we're rewarding greed. We don't, we, what are we doing here? And so they took all of the presents and, and they finished wrapping them and then they put them in a closet and under the tree that Christmas, uh, they left a note and the note said this, ho, ho, hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, that was great. Ho, ho, hold on a minute. And the kids go, oh, where are all the presents? Said, well, you know, I think we've missed the point here. So on this particular Christmas, uh, there are some families in our community that, that need things. And we're going to go out and serve them. So they spent the day serving the families around. Because, you know, sometimes we want things more than people. Or we want things that we don't need. Or we want things that actually aren't good for us. And we don't really understand the things that we actually need. In other words, um, if I can put it differently, our wanter is busted. Right? We don't love the stuff that really, really matters. So here's my proposition on Christmas Eve. Jesus is the best gift ever because we want him and we need him. Even if we don't really know that we want him and we need him, we do. We, we really deep down want what Jesus has to offer and we actually need what Jesus has to offer. Two things. We need forgiveness. And Jesus gives forgiveness. Hey, we need forgiveness. Now, I will confess that I don't like to confess. You know, I don't, I don't like, I don't enjoy asking forgiveness. I don't enjoy uh, when I do something wrong and I have to acknowledge that I've done that wrong thing and I have to go and ask forgiveness. I don't think, boy, this would be a great day if I mess up. And I have to go and humble myself before someone and ask forgiveness. I don't enjoy that. But that's kind of a a life skill that our parents try to teach us very early on. You will make mistakes. You will offend others. You will do wrong and you need to go and ask forgiveness. For example, uh, Brian, that was not your Barbie doll that you put a firecracker in the neck and blew its head off. That was your sister's. You need to ask forgiveness as an illustration, hypothetically. (laughs) Um, Brian, you you should have known that um, fish tanks can't absorb the shock of a hockey puck. Those were your sister's fish tanks. You should go and ask forgiveness, hypothetically (laughs) speaking, right? It wasn't hypothetical. And in fact, really what should have happened is that I, I asked forgiveness and then I went and made restitution. The problem is I had nothing with which to make restitution. I had no money and no job when I uh, made that particular offense. I couldn't make restitution. We have, the Bible tells us, uh, actually uh, sinned against or offended a perfectly holy God. And it's wonderful if we say, God, I'm sorry, but we should make restitution. The problem is the restitution that we should make for sin is our very lives. I mean, the price is so, so very high. What will we make it with? We have to make it with, in a sense, ourselves. Or Jesus has made it for us. That's, that's really the great gift of Christmas. Jesus has made restitution for us. He gave his own life so that we wouldn't have to give our lives for our sin. The book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul wrote this. When we were dead in our transgressions, and biblically speaking, death in a sense, means separation. 
We were separated from God. We were born separated from God because there were transgressions. That is, we'd stepped across the line. We knew something was wrong to do, but we did it anyway. And in fact, it ran, that, that transgression attitude ran so much deeper. There was something in each of us when we were born that said, you know, I'm actually going to figure out life apart from God and outside of God. I can live separated. I can make it happen. And we're born like that. We're born separated from God or dead in our transgressions. And Paul says this, He made us alive together with him. That is, God the Father made us alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That is, he nailed our certificate of debt to the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, if you were reading this or hearing this spoken in the first century, the imagery would be very clear to you. It's not so much to us, but here's the imagery. The imagery is this, if you were a criminal and you were convicted of that crime, there'd be a certificate of debt written. Here, here's what you did wrong. And you would take that certificate of debt to prison, it would be nailed on the door of your cell. You would serve out your sentence, and when your sentence was complete, that certificate would be given to you, and across it would be written, paid in full. So that as you entered out now, again, into free society, if someone looked at you and said, there's the criminal, the man or the woman who committed these crimes, you could take out that certificate of debt and show that it's written, paid in full. Paul uses that same imagery and he says, each of us have a certificate of debt, of decrees against us, all of our sins, all of our brokenness, all of our failure. And across it, if we have believed in Jesus, is written, paid in full. Restitution has been made in Jesus. And we need that. We need forgiveness. We also need acceptance. And we want acceptance. We want to know that there's someone out there who actually knows everything about us and still loves us. Who knows all of our faults and all of our fears and all of our failures and all of our transgressions, all of our missteps and all of our intentional violations, knows all of those things about us and still loves us, and that is God our Heavenly Father. You see, the moment that you believe in Jesus, your Heavenly Father wraps you in a sense in Jesus so that he can look down upon you and not see your missteps and your misdeeds, but instead he sees the perfection of Jesus. Not our imperfection, but Christ's perfection, Christ's beauty, so that he can look at you and he can love you unconditionally just as you are because he sees you in his son, Jesus Christ. That is the greatest gift we could possibly receive. And that's what we really most want. We want to be loved unconditionally. We need to be loved unconditionally. We need to be forgiven. And we receive that just in Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you this evening... As all the paper's flying around and ribbons are being torn asunder and uh, the Legos are unpacked and you're stepping on them and you know, you're just, you're in the midst of all of the fray that you don't miss the point, which is we give and receive gifts because God has given us the greatest gift, which is Jesus. All right, this evening, um, if you're greedy and can't wait, right, you'll open up all your stuff or you'll, maybe you'll wait until the morning. We're, we're always kind of a hybrid at our house. We say, let's open one on Christmas Eve and then it, we're done. We just stare into all of it, right? And maybe as you do that uh, traditional practice, you might receive something that you really, really, really wanted. Or you might not. You might receive uh, something that you really, really needed. Or you might not. You, you might discover that everything you get is wrong size, wrong shape, wrong style, wrong color. But you know what? You can still, with a joyful and genuine heart, say thank you 
if you receive that greatest gift, which is Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have given us your son, Jesus. And I pray that uh, in the midst of this holiday that we would remember that you have given us this great gift. I pray for each and every one of us that we would finish this season with the confidence and the knowledge that we have our debt removed and that we have acceptance because we have believed that Jesus died for us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.